we're about to see them go. And they're off and racing. Storman took a backward step and was slow to go, and so was Gadeo. Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Big couple of days of racing in Victoria, Mooney Valley and Caulfield. The venues, let's touch on those as we join from the trial files. Matt Welsh, g'day Matt, how are you? Very well, James, how are you? We've got yes. some uh, Queensland-like weather down here in Melbourne at the moment. It is very, very humid and uh, us Melbourneites don't deal with that very well and uh, that seems set to continue over the next couple of days. It's going to be quite hot as we, uh, particularly at Caulfield on Saturday where we've got an early start to the meeting. I think the first race is set to jump at 11am. So mm. yeah, that weather is going to be really interesting and in how it affects horses in the parade and things like that. It'll be uh, conditions that these sort of horses from down here um, aren't really used to. So that could be a, an interesting dynamic. Okay, so yes, at 11 o'clock, that's uh, down your local time. So for Queenslanders up our way, so 10 a.m. So uh, breakfast and the first, won't be too far away on the Saturday. That's Look, all right. Gibbo would yeah. be six beers deep by 10 a.m. So, yeah, he'd be loving it. He'd be loving it. Absolutely. Now also, can I ask, I noticed your name in a horse going around at Clifford Park on Saturday. Is this your first foray into an, of ownership of a horse racing at Clifford Park, Toowoomba? It is, yeah, Sunday it is. I think you guys are racing this week. But, yeah, Sunday, uh, yeah, why, yep. Why catch him with uh, with Shane, your mate Shane Shirley? So, look, he he might need to run, but uh, hopefully he can register a win up that way. He had a little bit of ability when he was down here in Victoria, so uh, I think he's going to get every chance with Ben, and, uh, you know, if he can extricate any improvement out of the horse, he should do uh, quite well up in Queensland, hopefully. Okay, so all the best with that on Sunday, but let's have a look at this uh, the meeting on Saturday at Caulfield, and and no doubt a majority, if not all, of the uh, the main focus uh, revolves around the Blue Diamond preview. So the Colts and Geldings and the and uh, the Phillies divisions. Your thoughts on these races? Yeah, look, they're competitive races. I love when the uh, Blue Diamond series kicks off. We've obviously just had a really successful Magic Millions, and I think particularly the winner is is one out of the uh, out of the box, a really smart filly, and. We roll into the next sort of uh, five weeks with the, the previews, preludes, and then, of course, the Blue Diamond. So it's an exciting time, and uh, I think the, the Colts and Geldings division is probably a better betting race. I think the Phillies, there's a, you know, it's fairly open, but uh, we're going to learn a lot uh, about how good these horses are and you know help shape that market as we head into the Blue Diamond over the next couple of weeks. Okay, so uh, you've... Do you have any, anyone that we should be looking at or the or ones you think that are worth following uh, in terms of the, the, the two divisions? Oh, just a brief rundown on each race. The uh, the Colts and Geldings, which is race two on the card on Saturday. You've got Run Nan and Longleaf for the, are the two favourites up the top of the market. thought Run Nan had tried just fairly leading into this. He uh, probably tried only averagely leading into his two wins last time in, but... I was happy to work around him and, and also Longleaf. I thought that Ollivander for the Ellerton Zara yard should be favourite in this race. He uh, he was emphatic coming from midfield on debut at Caulfield over the 1,100 metres. So drops back to 1,000, but he's had a freshen up and uh, he bowled around Werribee last week in a jump out and looked absolutely unbelievable. So he's a really strong, big, powerful son of charge forward. I think he can roll forward from gate eight and... 
He's the horse to beat for mine, so I'd have him slight favourite ahead of uh, Run, Nan and Long Leaf. The other runner I thought was over the odds, James, was Invincible Lad, number five, who comes down here for Peter and Paul Snowden, and he went around in the race won by Performer on debut. The, that was the Breeders' Plate at Randwick, and they absolutely smashed the clock that day, and uh, he was the one setting the tempo. So it was no surprise to see him knock up and run nine. He was only beaten 5.6 lengths, and in spite of finishing ninth, I still think that performance was reasonable. He has trialled up quite well since coming down to Victoria. So those are the two I was happy to have something small on, Ollivander and Invincible Lad. Not a huge betting race for me, but, uh, yeah, I think they're the two that are probably over the odds, and I think Run Nan and Longleaf are slightly under the odds. Okay, and the Phillies? Yeah, the Phillies is a little trickier for mine. Uh, this pure emotion down the bottom, number 10, she is a really interesting grey filly. She's a daughter of I'm Invincible, of course, is a boom sire across the country. And uh, she's out of a, a mare called Members Joy, who was uh, actually raced by the uh, MRC, the Caulfield members. So uh, it's apt that she makes her debut at Caulfield. And she's had a series of trials up in Sydney and uh, another jump out down at Werribee since uh, coming down to Victoria. She's showing a huge amount of ability. She's really raw. She's obviously very quick. And, you know, she does everything right on race day. She's the horse to beat. But I've just seen a few traits there in her jump outs and trials that worry me a little bit. She wants to get, get the race over and done with really quickly. She races with a high head carriage. And I just worry with these two-year-olds under the pressure of race day whether that will bring them unstuck. So... She was clearly the horse to beat off the trials and jump outs, but at $3.40, I certainly found it hard to come at her. And one who might be over the odds is Do Well, number six for the Robbie Griffiths yard. Uh, She's $26 and one of the outsiders, but she did everything right in her Cranbourne jump out. She ran okay time for the morning. So something small I could have each way on her. I thought Lake District Girls trialled up well. Um, And Uhud for Tony McAvoy, those that duo are both for Tony McAvoy. There in the mix, and, and even Lady Horse Owner, who uh, ran very good time at Mooney Valley on debut um, and beat a smart one called Our Nafer, who came out and won very impressively last Sunday. So, as I said, it's far more open. I think, you know, if you're playing multiples there in the Phillies division, you've got to go quite wide, but maybe something very small on Do Well each way, who I think will put herself up on speed. But I wouldn't be surprised if Pure Relation came out and blew them away. Okay, so there we go. There's a look at those two previews. And just touching on very quickly, when you talk about those two previews, I tell you, my memory of these, or the memory of mine that really stands out, and, it's, and again, it comes particularly from a Darling Downs point of view, was when uh, we saw the emergence of the mighty Gunder Windy uh, horse by the name of Murphy's Blue Boy. Now, I'm going back quite a few years now. It really burst onto the scene <laughs> and looked like being something out of the box. From uh, Mick Hicks was the trainer at Gunder Windy, Damien Oliver Road, but, uh, yeah, then things didn't go... Well, they didn't go oh so well post that, but I tell you what, the Blue Diamond preview days was was, uh, was the talk of the nation was Murphy's Blue Boy, the horse from Gunda Windy. But anyway, we'll see what stories come out of the previews on this one on Saturday. Now, but I know the other race that you can well the race you're keen to to have a play in at Caulfield is race number seven. Yeah, I am here, John. This is a, a very nice horse in the Keramic Price now at Gelding called Chow Chow Number Four. Uh, he was excellent last start. I thought uh, had they gone forward, he probably would have been in the finish, could have even won the race. Still does a lot wrong in his races. He wants to hang out around the home bend. But uh, I was listening to Mick Price on radio the other day and they've ch- 
tinkered with a bit of gear with the bubble cheekers and uh, he thinks he's got this horse to go straight. And if that's the case, I think he's clearly the horse to beat. I think he should be four, shorter than the $4.60 on offer. Uh, he's just going to tag Mr. Moneybags here, who's the likely leader. I think those two will run along at a reasonable tempo, which should ensure that he gets into a nice galloping rhythm. Um, he sort of got over racing last start when the pace slackened a bit. So key is to keep him moving, keep him galloping in the nice action. I think he can beat these. I think he should probably be favoured ahead of barbecue and 100%. So he was probably my best on the card on what's a tricky card at Caulfield, race seven at number four. Ciao, ciao. Okay, so for those uh, early listeners, for Mooney Valley Friday is uh, is the, the venue here. The big race of the day here, the traditional race on the, on the card here, is, of course, race number four, the Australia Stakes Group 2 level. And, Matt, look, there's only six acceptors in it. It's, it's, it's probably a disa- well, it, it's a disappointing lineup for, uh, for a race of this, uh, of this magnitude, $200,000 prize money. Oh, there's no sugarcoating it, James. It's a, it's a very ordinary lineup. And, uh, you know, I think there's just so much racing at this time of year that it probably has to impact some races. And this is clearly one of them that uh, has been affected. But if Brave Smash there at $1.85 is a drifting favourite at this stage, there's been no real interest in him. And look, he was beaten first up last campaign, albeit by Vega Magic. But one thing we, we noted there is he got a long way back fresh. And, uh, you know, oh, he's only going to get back to sixth here at, at worst. But you know, I just I just wonder if he's a better as a campaign get, gets uh, going. He He's got bigger targets in mind down the track. No doubt he'll be aimed at four, you know, some 1,400-metre tasks uh, in weeks to come. So I couldn't have him as short as the market does. I thought Thronum might give them something to catch here, the uh, Hayes Hayes Davening trained horses. Just coming off a little freshen. He hasn't had a full spell. I think he can lead them up and uh, be in this a long way. But, yeah, it wasn't a race I was overly keen to get involved in, James. Okay, well, let's have a look at a few races that you are potentially keen to have a look at. Race number card at the place. Race number one. Yeah, this race has been knocked around by scratchings. We had uh, Uhud and Lake District Girl initially in this race, and that, that Tony McAvoy pair have both opted to race on Saturday. I was, I was listening to Tony on radio this morning, and he seemed a little bit downcast because I think the owners of Lake District Girl had told him that uh, in spite of his instruction to run Lake District Girl on Friday night, that they'd prefer to shoot for the black type. And I think... Tony probably thought he could win both races, but uh, alas, neither of them are there. And after the scratchings, I think this race is quite, uh, well, it's certainly weakened. And I think Phone Me is, is the horse to beat for Chris Waller on debut. They saved this horse from a race at Flemington a couple of weeks ago to uh, to race here. Tried re- really well on a couple of occasions at Flemington. So is the horse to beat. The other one I can entertain is that bold type. Um, trialled really well before its debut. It was six dollars in that uh, really strong race that Sunlight and a couple of others went around in down the Flemington Straight, straight for a spell. It was too bad to be true that effort. I think it's trialled up well again, so he can get another chance at a at, at big price. He's around that twelve dollar mark. So race one, happy to back both Phone Me and Bold Type at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Okay, what about uh, race number six? Is another race I know that you're keen to have an interest in. Yeah, talking a lot about Tony McAvoy today. He's got a, an embarrassment of riches down here as we head into the Autumn Carnival. Then he's got another smart one here in Alumicon, a uh, Colt who's just had the two starts. He missed the kick on debut at Morfordville in what was a strong race. He was still nearly able to overcome that and win. I thought that was an excellent run before going to Bendigo and winning a maiden that was uh, strong on, heavy on for depth. 
they ran good time there and uh, that was an exceptional win. So Resumes here from gate two. I think he'll sit just behind the speed. Has trialled up beautifully both uh, or both times at Flemington actually recently and uh, looks to be back in excellent order. So I think um, Illumicon race six number five is the horse to beat. I'll be having a small save on Streets of Avalon who for mine is a big price. He um, uh, ran third a couple of starts ago at 100 to one when coming to town for the first time off a Bansdale maiden win and then um, chased home uh, the very smart nature strip at Sandown which was obviously a forlorn task that day with a nature strip running ridiculously fast sectionals but Stuck to his task well there, and getting back up to the, four, uh, the 1,200 metres here suits. So quite keen on a Lumicon at race six, number five, with a small save on number 11 at Streets of Avalon. OK, the other race you're keen to look at, race number eight. Yep, finished the day with a Darren Weir-trained runner here in Knight Commander. Look, this bloke was awesome on debut at uh, Kyneton when winning in fast time on their cup day. Uh, he had it. A bit of bad luck at his next two outings. It's at Cranbourne and Werribee, but returned to the winner's circle in fine fashion last start at Geelong uh, off an inside gate. He ran really good time there. I think uh, he's a horse on the up. A few of these horses have had plenty of tries. So he was the horse to beat in the last race, eight number nine, Knight Commander. And one I'd throw in the quaddies uh, at big odds is number 10, Mena Bray, who was saved from a race at Ballarat during the week to run here. She's uh, trialled up quite well and I think she'll be right in the in the early firing line, be right up on speed and uh, can give a sight at big odds. So keen at race eight, number nine, at Night Commander and just uh, keep Men and Bray number 10 in all sorts. Okay, and just looking at roughies or ones that you think might be over the rods, there's, there's a few that have caught your eye in the fifth that potentially might, uh, you know, might be worth a, a few dollars at the price. Yeah, an interesting race this one. We've got, looks a match race on paper between Burning Front and Widgee Turf and... Uh, Widgie Turf was also entered for a race at Caulfield on Saturday, but it's confirmed that uh, he's going to go to uh, Mooney Valley on Friday night. But uh, look, I, I lent to Widgie Turf for that pair, but I just thought something each way on both Sentinum and Self Sense was uh, worth a ticket. Um, Self Sense, first day, has just an unbelievable first up record. Has only missed a hole twice, I think, and trolled up really well at Burren Beat leading into this. Um, won't necessarily get too far away from gate two. So at $31, I thought was certainly including in wider exotics and uh, and maybe add something small, one by three. The other one I mentioned there is Sentinum, who had three starts back this campaign. This is a galloper who's had uh, plenty of issues through its career. It showed a lot of promise early for Shane Fleedner. Really liked the way it was finishing off at Mooney Valley last week. I think the quick backup up to 1,500 metres suits. So... Look, I think one of them can run into the money at the very least. Um, and, you know, if there's a little chink in either of the favourites, I think, uh, you know, we might see an upset result. But uh, of the two favourites, I thought Widgie Turf was probably deserving of favouritism. OK, so there we go. So there's a look, a few to consider for you across the Australia Day weekend. And, uh, and Matt, as we always say, follow um, yourself on, uh, on Twitter there at Modern Punner and as well through the trial files. Uh, through the podcast, Hold All Tickets as well. I really recommend anyone listening to that, which uh, features Matt and uh, Brad Davidson and Shane Gibber and, and Tom Haylock. So make sure you're listening to that one as well and uh, and keep up with all of the information. Well, Matt, have a fantastic Australia Day weekend. All the best with the horse at Glivert Park on Sunday as well. And uh, hopefully we can make a profit. No worries. Thanks very much, James. Good luck. Join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea. 